Two Blokes Talking Tech is supported by Dropbox, trusted by 8 million Australians to keep their files safe, synced and easy to share with anyone. Try Dropbox for business free for 30 days at dropbox.com slash business. Hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. About technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 229. We have a milestone next week that Stephen will mention later in the show. Uh, my name's Trevor Long. Uh, you, you listen each and every week. Thanks to the good people at Netgear. And uh, you can download on iTunes. Please leave a ranking on iTunes. And I'm joined each and every week, but this time in the EFTM studio by Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day. Oh, I've got to turn you on. Yeah, oh, the, the excitement of you being here is killing me. Unbelievable. But it's great to be here, even though you did forget to turn my mic That's on just okay. then. Sorry, buddy. Uh, we we actually have quite a busy uh, week of news. Some of it came late last week, which we couldn't quite talk about uh, in last week's episode. Plus, there's uh, NBN details for 9.5 million Aussies. So let's get cracking. Two blokes talking tech. So, Ruslan Kogan. Do you remember December 2012? I remember I it vividly. I remember having the new because it's 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 not a, a, an ego trip, but I knew about Kogan Mobile so long before it launched in 2012, and uh, Rosen asked me to hold off on the story because they weren't ready. 2012 December they launched. It was a great deal, and I remember clearly. And I found the <clears throat> the original uh, details. It was 82 cents a day. The new deal, Kogan Mobile 2.0 is 83 cents a day. So he's gone a cent a day more expensive for a whole new mobile deal. This time, very different structure. Last time, he did a deal with a third-party company called ISP1. Great deal, but the problem was it was such a good deal, ISP1 couldn't sustain the business. Telstra basically shut them down, Mm -hmm. and Kogan Mobile had to shut down. They, They had to issue everyone with 30 days, hey, go find a new carrier. Now, no one was out of pocket, it was just a massive inconvenience for people. So a huge lack of trust out in the market mm-hmm. about Kogan Mobile. Yeah. But this time, sitting hand in hand with uh, Nyaki, the, the CEO of Vodafone Australia, they've announced Kogan Mobile 2.0, uh, 30 bucks, 3 gigabytes of data, unlimited calls, unlimited text, better than any deal you can get on Vodafone themselves. Yeah. On the Vodafone network, the only negative at this stage is that it's 3G, not 4G. Uh, the 4G will come early next year. I don't know. I'm, I'm not surprised that it's back, but mm. it's it's interesting because the low-cost market just kind of disappeared for a while there. It was really just Boost and Amazim left. Yeah, I think um, he's – I think I remember at the press conference that was uh, on, on, on the Monday morning, him saying that the company – is used to cutting out the middleman, like, yeah. as his model is right now. Where Literally this you, time. You, you, get, you, get a, you order a television, it doesn't go through any other, any other person, but it goes from the factory to your house. Yep. Now, in this case, he's used the same thing. After being burned two years ago, mm. he's now going directly to Vodafone. So that's, that, that's 
he's he's learnt from his previous yeah. experience. So they've the Phoenix has risen from the ashes, let's just say, from his previous uh, escapade with this with this with his market. It's, which... not, it's not just the network Vodafone's handling; they're going to do the customer service, the activations, all yeah, with Vodafone. So what, in reality, they got a great deal out of it, Kogamova. I mean, it's Vodafone. I don't know what running, the split is. Right? Yeah. But this is the thing. So it's Vodafone pretty much running the whole service yeah. with Kogan branding, which is essentially the way Boost works. Let's be honest. Yeah. Boost is pretty much just a marketing arm of Telstra. So let's say he gets 100,000 customers. He got 150,000 last time. Let's say there's 50,000 people that go, no, mate, I'm not trusting you again. So let's say early on he gets 100,000 customers. Then, and let's say his take is $2. I mean, it's $200,000 a month. It's $2.4 million a year. Pretty good. It's, you know, all he's got mm-hmm. to do is generate that business. Yeah. For well, Vodafone. Well, Vodafone think, has the capacity on their network. I, I suspect that the deal is heavily in favour of Vodafone, considering mm. they're doing all the heavy lifting. They've got the network, customer service. And I actually asked him this question. I interviewed him, in, if you want to listen to it, episode 170 of the Tech Guide podcast. Mm. I interviewed Roslyn about it. And one of the questions I asked him, I said, well, what, you don't really, what do you bring to the deal? Like Vodafone have got the network. Mm. They could have done this on their own. So what do you what do you bring to the table? And he explained that you know we've got to be customer base, and you know we've got a loyal lot of loyal customers, and mm. that's that's kind of Kogan just brought over their mailing list for Vodafone, mm. and I, I think the people to see that the culture among the Kogan customer is getting a deal, getting a great deal, and this is what they're getting. And despite it being three G, I think Vodafone have over the years spent billions of dollars improving the network. We're both Vodafone customers ourselves, yep, paying here. paying customers, of course we are. And that that I think that's that that says a lot for how far they've come. Like, totally, we, we were talking four years ago about how how everyone voter fail and they were in lots of trouble. I said to someone today when they said when I, they laughed when I said I was a voter for a customer. I said, listen, I used to bag them on air yeah. because their network was crap, yeah. and then they rang me. I remember clearly, Karina, who's now at the NBN, rang me and she goes, listen. Can we catch Stop up? Stop bagging me. No, no. She said, can we catch up? <laughs> yeah. And we, we had lunch or coffee or something, and she just said, can we just talk you through what we've done? Yeah. And they talked about all the network works they'd done and had done, and she said, just give it a try. And you know what? I did, and I've been with them ever since yeah. for several reasons. One, <clears throat> no problems with the network. Two, speed is amazing on their 4G. Yeah, it's great. Better, better if not the, the same, if not better than, than the others. Yeah. And their, their roaming, we've talked about, is, is just outstanding. So yeah. the network is there. <clears throat> I think Vodafone have gone, we spent... Billions, three mm. billion dollars. We're not getting a return on that investment because they don't have as many customers as they had before. Mm. So what do we do? We get another hundred thousand customers, maybe two hundred, yeah. maybe three hundred thousand, and we bring them onto the network. And you know, let's say they profit ten bucks a customer per month. Vodafone. Yeah. That's the capital. That's the payoff yeah, from well, that capital investment. They could their customers they might not have had. Like that's and, right. And everyone's saying, well, hang on a minute. And and you know, we've we've been doing radio interviews all week about this. One question I had on one of mine was. Well, don't Vodafone have SIM-only plans already? Totally. And, and well, they do, 4G plans and slightly more expensive. This is 3G, although they've, 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 they've said that early next year there'll be 4G plans. So how is that going to be differentiated? They won't say whether the price will be the same. I think it you'll won't find... Be. It will not be the same. I think you'll find they won't offer 3G. I, see, what happened here is they've been doing this for two years, talking about this for two years. Yeah. Vodafone had to build the infrastructure to run a separate kind of network, <clears throat> and I think they... They can't, uh, they can't offer 4G yet, not that they don't want to. So when they're able to, Kogan will simply either put up the price by a dollar or cop the, cop the loss, and they will just offer all – they'll convert everyone to 4G. Yeah. And that's the, that's the plan. Then they'll be on par with Amazium and Boost because that's the Amazium and Boost only advantage now, and you'll see them advertise that they're, they're 4G. 4G. Well, I like, don't believe, in all honesty, 
that the 4G is that big a deal for the average consumer. Well, I think it's great, well, for the customer, but I don't think the average consumer knows what it is. Yeah, for the customer who's at that end of the market, 3G, 4G, what's the difference? And, and for the every, every customer, unless you're uploading yeah. huge video files or downloading con- absolute files, not streaming, because streaming yeah. works beautifully over 3G, mm. you don't actually know you've got to... Like, I only know when you I've got watch, to do a you speed You can still test. watch YouTube on 3G easily. That's right. Yeah. One thing I like, though, and I think... My prediction is other other uh, affordable carriers or affordable plan, mm. people offering affordable plans will copy this, is his option to go 90 days oh, and yeah. 365 days. Because if you trust you look them at enough. It, you, yeah, you, you get a discount. Like you go to a year, the 29.95, that's the 3XL plan, the 3 gig. You yeah. go for a year, it's 299.95. So that's t- 10 times that. So you're getting two months for free effectively. And same deal for the five gig. If you pay three sixty nine ninety five uh, for twelve months, that's that you also get that's two months for free. Yeah. So if you want to commit, that's one one off payment, and you're done. And that is what got a lot of people in last time. They committed yeah. for the long term, and they but they're the people. So it's actually only the people that committed for the long term last time that got burnt. Well, the my, fact my is, my daughter now, was my daughter. I signed her up to Kogo Mobile. My youngest, I signed was my her, wife up. It was her first um, mobile plan. Mm. So she was. We got, was we got our money back, and no problem. But. You know, I just think that people need to understand that Hinyaki was sitting next to Ruslan Kogan. But this is a partnership that was a very strategic. Kogan doesn't do press conference. It was a very weird and awkward thing. <laughs> um, very weird. I liked and how you know what I liked how he was wearing the Simba T-shirt. Oh my god! And he used the Simba as the example. Yeah. Well, just because he was driven out, just because Scar was evil and Simba was driven out, Simba ended up coming back. Or whatever. But right was, between the lines, he, tells true is Scar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, it was all about the symbolism. But hang on, the worst part, and, and, and if obviously you can listen to Stephen's podcast, then listen to mine because I had Rizlan on this week. We had a 20-minute chat last night about, about this whole thing, and his other line is um, Hakuna Mordata. I mean, seriously. It's actually Hakuna Matata. Yes, yeah, I know but, what you mean. But he, everything, that's what he's been saying. Life's good, Haku, Hakuna Mordata. Mordata. Oh, yeah. oh, you hadn't heard that I one. Know, oh, I like on, that one, mate. That's yeah, pretty good. Pretty I'll tragic. pay that. I'll no, it's tragic. That don't pay it. It's Rosen Kogan. <laughs> don't pay it. Um, but look, bottom line, they are very competitive deals. They are they not are. 4G. If well, there's some reason you need 4G, it's not for you yet. Yeah. Well, go a Masim. Pay another 10 bucks, and you'll get a Masim 4G for five gig. A Masim have 600,000 customers. Mm-hmm. That's what Vodafone's. That's what Vodafone and uh, Rosalind Kogan are aiming for. Now, yeah. to be clear, I've I've done I've spoken to Mason in the past. I've looked at any reports and things. I don't think even thirty percent of their six hundred thousand are on their forty dollar plan. I think probably fifty percent of them are on their the fifteen twenty dollar twelve plan. Yeah, no yeah. Tw- no no twelve cents per minute thing where they don't yeah. actually spend much money. Their average revenue per user is extremely low. Really, it's not at the twenty Which and thirty dollar mark. Otherwise known as ARPU. That's why well, I was trying. ARPU. I was trying not to. You know, that's good, mate. We're, we're not teaching, to be Ross Greenwood, we're teaching you know. the listeners what what it's all about. So I think I think there is a a big chunk of the market that Kogan mm. looks for here. Um, they they've never Kogan never sent out an email to his his marketing database about Kogan Mobile. Never mm. sent one out. Yep. Back in the day, he only ever just obtained customers through the publicity. I think he will now. Oh, and this time he will. <laughs> so a couple million people, an opportunity to save 10 bucks, let alone a lot more. Well, you know, it's a smart market to be in because it is. it's not going to get any smaller. No. People are going to – we're going to want more value. And, and what I like too is that it puts pressure on the big companies too. It puts pressure on them and that pressure is good. That's good pressure. Yep. It means the customer is going to win in the end. What I like, and I've said this this week on the radio, what I like is we, we're talking again 
about competitive mobile pricing because it hasn't been around for a while. Pretty much Optus and Vodafone, same pricing. Mm. Telstra did a good bunch of work a few months ago we talked about improving their their data rates. But broadly, we we don't talk enough about mobile changes and people need to hear regularly, don't forget, you can change carriers whenever you want. Mm-hmm. If you're off a contract, you yeah. can change if every month. If you've got month. a SIM-only plan, you it's, can go wherever you want. If, yeah. you, if you're happy with your handset, mm. go to the service station, get a mobile, get a, get a SIM card, go yeah. to Kogan, five cents it costs. Five, <laughs> you go to the koganmobile.com, you pay five, five cents. cents. And they, they, that's they including post, but the the, including postage, right? <laughs> that's the hilarious thing. So Kogan's losing money on the, on the sending out yeah. of the SIM cards and, uh, and you activate within five yeah. minutes your mobile phone's converted. We should make it clear too that you can port your number across. So if That's you are what I'm coming saying. across from someone else, This yeah, is what I'm port. saying. You can go and get a SIM card and you don't need to get a new number. You can change your own number, carriers yeah. and keep your number. If anything, if, even if you don't try Kogan, just look around because you can change. People yeah. don't realise it. Anyway. Uh, full details of Kogan Mobile at both techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, we heard about this product a few months ago and finally it's just about to be released. What I'm talking about is Telstra TV. This is a streaming device. It's a, it's a small box about the size of the Apple TV. Brings all your streaming uh, and video on demand services in one place. Also brings all your catch up services in one place too, which is quite handy, as well as Big Pond movies. Uh, but of course, if you're not a Telstra customer, you can uh, you can pause the podcast right now because it's not going to it's not going to be uh, any use for you. So Telstra customers, are well, gonna I'm going to argue with you on that point. It is completely useful if you're happy with you if you've got a Absolutely. good data allowance yes. and you have a Telstra account. You don't have to be a Telstra internet customer you can have a telstra home phone telstra mobile all you need is a telstra account id id and you can activate the box but that's the critical thing that Stephen's saying is you must have an id to activate the box you buy the box it's of no use to you unless you can activate it it's going to be a christmas present for my parents so we got one at the launch and uh, they are telstra customers so i'm going to spring that on them to hope hope they're not listening i've got mine under the the desk here (laughs) it works works beautifully but what i like about this is that it does for the first time put all these services in one place like yeah you can watch netflix on your tv or you can watch stan off your tablet and presto off another device But now, for the first time, you can see them all. I think Stan is going to be uh, Stan is showing uh, going to be uh, uh, on the device. Looks in good December. on 110 inches. Coming soon. There we Stan. go. Telstra, Telstra TV. TV. So it is the Roku device. We should point out it is the older Roku device. It's yeah. not the current device. Tragic. Isn't it? it is uh, the superseded device. I've called it in my story, but it does the trick. It does the HDMI trick. HDMI connection, full HD output. Uh, there's an Ethernet cable if you want to connect directly. It's and Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi works, of course. Yeah. You've got uh, your USB port as well as a, a micro SD card slot to expand the memory. So it, it is a handy, really easy to set up. Just two minutes work. Two to minutes, set up. as long as you've got that Telstra account, it activates. Yeah. And then actually adding Presto and Netflix is is very easy as well. It's the same old problem of tapping through a keyboard on the screen mm. and, and not being able to type out an email address. But that's that's life. But here's the thing. A lot of people, and I've had this question a few times. People saying, "Oh, that's it's 109 bucks. That's great value for Stan and similar Netflix to another and, device. and Presto." Oh, but yes. I said, no, "Hang on a minute. The 109 dollars is just for the hardware. Just the box. They're not shouting you your Netflix subscription or your mm. Presto subscription Mm-mm. or your Stan subscription." No. Of course, all the uh, on-demand, including the lovely SBS on-demand Wonderful. apps, are all free. Mm. But those v- streaming video on-demand services, it's you got to pay for that on top of the box. The good news is here's. Where I understand they're going with this on the roadmap is they want to make it kind of single sign-in so that you can actually 
um, get all those services on your bill, on your Telstra bill, and therefore you don't have to have a credit card down with Stan and Presto and Netflix. The reason I think those companies will agree to that <clears throat> is because it's easier to cancel something that appears on your credit card every month because it, it's there yeah. than something that appears on your, on your phone bill. So I reckon that that's a big win for them when they can bring that in. And also, if they can offer just a slight discount you know, by bundling two together, yeah. So let's say, you know, instead of paying eleven ninety nine and ten ten dollars, you know, so twenty one ninety nine to get them separately, maybe you could just pay twenty bucks. Twenty. That's that's well, advantageous. Telstra's got they've got some kind of uh, intention of making money off this thing. They're oh. going they're, they're going to be clipping the ticket somewhere, and if that's the case, then you know, of course that that's why they're doing it. But um, and you know, you know the, the T box, if you remember it well, got out to two hundred thousand homes very quickly, mm-hmm. very quickly. They will get this thing. For 109 bucks, and it's free if you're on a like their their biggest bundle plans. They're going to send it to you basically. Yeah. Um, if you're in, if you're in a committed contract that's going to keep going for a couple of years, they'll send you this thing for free. Just pick up the phone. I'm, I'm confident they will. But they are still going to support the T box. They're still supporting the T box user. It's still a great device. Still out there. They're not selling it anymore. This thing but... just doesn't record television, yeah. and that's that's where it lets itself down. If you're a T box user, yeah. But for 109 bucks, if you have never experienced connected devices, a smart TV, frankly. Then this is it. This is perfect. It's yeah. really, really simple to that use. That was that's my question. If you have a smart TV for me or for the general no, audience, or for you okay. and for our, our listeners, Hello. do you need this if you've got a smart TV? My answer to that is yes. I believe. Still, I believe because most... you, you can get Netflix on your smart TV. You mm. can get catch up on your smart TV. You can get movies on your smart TV. Can't get Presto. Not yet. Can't get Stan. Not yet. I just think most people. Don't don't use their smart TVs. Well, and they, as smart so TVs. Gonna, so you think people are going to think are going to buy this, mm. not knowing that their TV already does it. Correct. And what about then? Why shouldn't they buy Apple TV instead of this? That's an excellent question. The current Apple TV um, is only better than this because it has a few other things, and it has yeah. your iTunes library and stuff like that. But I don't think this is aimed at Apple TV mm. Apple account users. If you've got an iTunes ID. And a Telstra account, yep. get an Apple TV. Yep. If you don't because, have an iTunes... Because those devices, are, the reason I'm asking that is because it doesn't matter who your, your broadband provider is. It doesn't That's matter right. who you're with. If, so, if, if you like this Presto... Has got, this has got Red Bull TV and all those other channels, which which the Apple TV does, has got way more channels. Yeah, MLB, t- yeah. they've got Template. But Presto and Big Pond Movies here is unmetered as a Telstra internet customer. Yes. So that's a massive advantage for renting movies and to being a Presto so, user. So you were saying if you had you needed plenty of data. Well, not necessarily. If you're watching Big Pond Movies on Telstra TV or Presto, if you're a Telstra un- customer. That's unmetered. Well, you, if you're on Telstra TV, you're a correct. Telstra customer. No, no. That doesn't you, go against you your can, downloads. But you can have Optus Broadband yep. and use Telstra TV. Absolutely, one hundred percent. But if you've got a, uh, you, you need to have a Telstra account of some kind. You got a Telstra mobile phone, but it's not unmetered then. You're correct. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So that's the warning to people who get it with a Telstra yeah. mobile account. I don't think many many people are going to buy this without a big broadband account. Without a Telstra broadband account, I reckon the number of people who buy this will be in single digits. Single digits. Single digits. Single digit percentage. Oh, okay, people. right. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I don't disagree at all. It's I'm just be, saying it's, that it's a broadband play. I'm just saying that. Let's say um, you're giving this to your parents, right? Yeah, this thing's easy to use. I would say easier than Apple TV, just because of the remote. Apple TV remote is beautiful, but it's easy to easy to lose. And also, it's, it's this remote, weird yeah. doesn't have instructions, whereas this one has. It's just a better remote for simple use, right? Yeah. So I could give this to my nana, mm. and and say, here, nana, here's Telstra TV. Frankly, I could activate it on my own personal Telstra account, yeah. and she's got Optus. 
Bingo, she's got streaming streaming TV. So yeah. those are the people that that's why I say that because you need to know that you can use it. You can give it to people mm. who have non Telstra internet. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. It's it here is. now. It's uh, the available twenty seventh, twenty seventh for one hundred nine bucks. And as I said, this is the older Roku unit, which is still do a good job. Mm. The new Roku unit in the US actually can handle four K which I, I speculated in my little review here will be probably the Telstra TV 2 when it comes out in 18 months or whenever it is. Yeah. It'll be the 4K version because you can watch Netflix. Man, I would, so that's if I'm Telstra, thing, I wouldn't bring it out until 2020. That's another thing we should point out. Like I've got a smart a 4K smart TV at home. And you've never watched anything Netflix, in 4K? Yes, I have. I watch a lot in 4K through Netflix. Like the new, the latest series, I think that you can watch Bloodlines, Narcos is a great series on Netflix. 4K, you can't do that with Telstra TV. So if you've got a smart TV with Netflix, you can watch Netflix in better quality. If you've got a 4K smart TV, in better quality than the Telstra TV. So but many no, options there for is, people. There's a lot, and that, that's a good thing. But I'm just pointing it out that Telstra TV is a great, it's a great idea because it's put it all in one place. No yep. one's thought of that before. And good luck to them. They've, they've thought of it. <laughs> good they've luck to them. And they've got millions of customers that will yeah. give them great customer base straight Absolutely. away. Absolutely. Uh, all the details at eftm.com.au and uh, techguide.com.au. And we do it thanks to our good friends at Netgear, netgear.com.au for more information about their Wi-Fi routers, network storage, and, of course, the Arlo smart home security cameras, which... Uh, you know, I've got one here. It's but see, this is the great thing about the Arlo is completely 100% wire free. Um, so mine's sitting up there on the roof, looking down at us now. But because I know that I work here on certain nights of the week, the it's set not to give me alerts. It doesn't alert me when I'm when I'm in the, in the room at night. But when I'm at work, when I'm out of the house, it sends me alerts on my phone. It even sends you an alert on your Apple Watch saying, you know, detected motion in, on this camera. And then from my phone. Or from my desk on my email, I can download the clip and see what happened, or I can jump in and watch live exactly what's happening right now. As my kids said tonight uh, to to their mum, they said we were watching you on the spy camera talking on the phone. She didn't really appreciate that, but um, if she was someone who was unauthorized, it would have been fantastic. Uh, the Arlo range of smart home security cameras available uh, right now at uh, netgear.com.au for all the all the retail list and uh, check them out with all the info at netgear.com.au. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. So, again, we talk about, you know, most popular questions we get because we do talkback radio. We get a lot of questions, uh, plus the emails that come through. One of the ones that I've got a lot more recently is when am I getting the NBN? When am I yeah. getting it? When's it coming? And you go, oh, you go, oh, hang on, I'll search for your address. You search for the address on the NBN website and it shows you on a map whether construction has started or whether the NBN is available in your area, which is awesome. And that's it. But that's it. So MBN have now released a three-year plan, and that three-year plan has a list of suburbs covering 9.5 million Australian homes, and it tells you what technology you will get the NBN through and when you when construction will start. So, for example, if you happen to be one of the lucky ones that has it starting in the next year, it'll tell you which month the construction is starting. Yeah. After that, it goes into about quarters, and then it goes into half Halves, years. Yeah. My, mine, for example, is uh, the first half of 2017. Same. 
First well, half of 2017. Oh, 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 the race is Same. on. Yeah. The, Bill Morrow, I shall be uh, in touch because <laughs> I seriously want to beat Stephen to, to the NBN. Um, I and, think Bill and, Morrow lives closer to me than you somehow, mate. Oh, no, I'm not I, sure, mate. I think he might be Northern Beaches, my northern friend. Northern Beaches, okay. Got a big boat. Um, the, um, the th- and so it tells, it would say for you, HFC. It yes. says for me, HFC, well, which means. I've already got it out. I'm using HFC already. That's right. And so my and this is the point I've been making for months now. That if the, if the, Foxtel slash Optus Cable is in your street. That's how you get in the NBN. That's NBN. Full stop. Because yep. they own it now, and all they're going to do is run some slight tweaks at the exchange areas and software upgrades, and that thing's going to deliver better speeds, upload and download, and you'll be able to buy it through any provider. Right now, on the Telstra Cable, I'm a bit lucky I've got both Telstra and Optus out the front, but on the Telstra Gee. Cable, I can only get the internet through Telstra. You can only get the internet through, through Optus. Optus. After the NBN takes over that cable and upgrades, you can get the NBN through whoever you want. That explains why I've got a Foxtel satellite dish on my roof. Correct. I don't have Telstra cable. So if any of the Telstra telemarketers are out there, stop ringing me. I know I don't have a cable. Okay, yeah. Every time they say, oh, let me look that up for you, sir. I said, I know already. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I've done the work. <laughs> um, so uh, you, you, it'll show you whether you're getting FTTN, which is fibre to the node, FTTP, and frankly, it's not happening, fibre to the premise, uh, fixed wireless, which is a really interesting technology. It's not mobile. It's a tower like on a hill that, that actually your house needs to, needs to be able to see line of sight and it points an antenna at that tower and you get amazing speeds. Problem is, if there's a tree between your house and the tower, Gonski, no internet. So <laughs> it's a few chainsaws dispatched. Oh, what? Um, so that's yeah, now HF, available. I'm getting HFC. HFC, you, HFC, too? HFC. Basically, if you live in Sydney and Melbourne, you're yeah. getting HFC. Yeah. Now, someone said to me, I'm, I'm, there's no HFC in my street, and it says I'm getting HFC. So what they're going to do is, let's say, uh, you know, there's a, there's a few other streets down here that don't have HFC. There isn't, but if there yeah. was, they're going to run the HFC to those streets yeah. because it's cheaper the, for them to run, uh, you know, 200 metres of, of cable, 4.2 metres in the air than it is to dig up all the streets. Absolutely. So they're going to actually That's expand. That's where the Optus cables are. The Optus cables are above ground. Telstra cables are below ground. No, right? t- Telstra cables Telstra are also are above, above ground as well. well. Yeah, okay. in, in most places. Right. So they're going to expand the HFC networks to, to infill, essentially, those bad areas yeah. rather than running, running fibre to the node. But anyway. we should get it clear too that if you're if you're using HFC now, so the NBN is going to be better and faster. Correct, both up and down. Correct. All right. Yep. So you'll be able to get a 100 slash 40 speed, whereas right now I get 100 slash two. Yeah. And same. And, the, and the upload's the killer. Yeah. And then as they get better technology, we'll get theoretically they've had 300 meg downloads mm. on HFC. We should explain to fiber to the node mm. is where it comes to the end of your street. And then goes the rest of the way using the existing copper yep. wiring. And, so. and they've been getting good results yeah. on that speed yep. as well. And to all the narcs that watched Senate estimates last night and found out that uh, NBN had purchased 1,800 kilometres of copper, that they actually still need some copper to connect things and to do work <laughs> in, the, in the streets yeah. and then to repair parts of it as well. But they're not using it to repair the network. They're just using it to interlink the fibre to the node. Um, what do they expect? They don't need to buy pieces of, no. of wire? Anyway, it was, a, it, it was a big story they today, bought it all a complete Tel- G up. They bought it all off Telstra anyway. The, the network, yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the NBN uh, three-year plan is now available on the NBN website. Uh, I think it's nbn.com.au forward slash three-year plan, but you can link to it on probably both of our yes. sites, eftm.com.au and techguide.com.au. It's a very good because now when people ring me on the radio, Stephen, I can just say, what suburb you in? I had a bloke on the podcast side. He goes, I'm in Foster. And I went, oh, oh mate, you're getting it in first half of 2016 or something like that. Happy day. It's just, but remember, that's construction date. Add six to 12 months. For delivery date. Um, I would suggest the HFC will be much quicker than that. Mm. So once they start work in your town, 
it's pretty much on. I've got another question. Because we've got existing our existing HFC uh, connections, mm. does that do we need a new modem, yep. a new everything? So everything's got to be replaced? Yep. Right. Yes, because the, the technology slightly changes. It's a different yep. version of DOCSIS, which is the, the, the HFC yeah. internet technology. The high speed, yeah. So, yeah, and, and that's so the thing. So DOCSIS 3 or 4 or something. 3.0, yeah, 3.0, yeah, 3.0, and, yeah, or 3.1. But but you will now, you'll ring Ionet or you'll ring Optus, you'll ring Telstra and you say, yeah. I want to want to negotiate a price. And they'll say, well, fine. And then they'll say, send you the same as setting up with any other new yeah. internet provider. Yep. But it is a whole new internet service. And, um, yeah. a, a, you know, 9.5 million homes. It's within sight. Is frankly a great mm-hmm. relief. Yeah. And, you know, NBN by 2020, I still think it's a, it's, it's a good outcome overall. Not the best we've discussed. We can go back through the podcast and listen to those. Yep. Not the best, but it's still a good result. You are listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. And Two Blokes Talking Tech is supported by Dropbox, trusted by 8 million Australians to keep their files safe, synced and easy to share with anyone. Australian companies such as Bauer Media Group, Campaign Monitor, Shoes of Prey, Stephen, Bellroy and Suntory use Dropbox for business to help their team members work together, no matter where they are or what tools they use. Get your whole team on Dropbox for business today to keep your information easy to manage and secure with a 30-day trial. You can try it for free at dropbox.com forward slash business. And the cool thing about Dropbox business is it's identical to Dropbox. So you've got a bunch of employees who've you've been using Dropbox at home. You introduce Dropbox to business into your workplace and they know how to use it. But yet you have control over it. You're paying for the amount of data. There's also a bunch of back-end tools that you can use in terms of access management, activity logs, sharing controls. So um, it's a great little thing that uh, keeps it safe, secure, and uh, distributed infrastructure with multiple layers of protection, Stephen. Uh, check it out at dropbox.com forward slash business. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, it's a very important day. It is. Historic so now, day. It's, uh, it's nearly nine o'clock at night, but several hours ago. But in theory, it's in America, so it's still hours to come. Yeah. The DeLorean arrives. Doc from, and Marty and past, and yes. is it Jennifer? Is that her name? Jennifer, the girlfriend. Doc, yeah. Marty, and Jennifer yep. all arrive in 2015. That's a big deal. October 21. Now, that, now, before we talk about the movie and some of the cool things that that they completely didn't predict, it wasn't wasn't meant to be predicted predicting movie, but anyway, it's a bit of fun. It, it's quite interesting that this uh, story has been around for years because there's a dude who photoshopped the the DeLorean image <laughs> and said 2010. And it went viral on the internet, people thinking it was Back to the Future Day. And everyone, there's 50% of people going, oh my God, it's Back to the Future Day. And 50% of people going, no, 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 it's wrong. It happened five or six times. (laughs) Today genuinely is the day. Yes. Um, Watch the movie. Watch the movie. I watched it uh, tonight. I've started watching it. (laughs) And, you know, it's very early in the movie where where it comes up, so it's good. But genuinely, today's the day. It's very, it's it's cool. But here's the scary thing about this before we talk about the individual things. Do you realise now that every single thing that happens in the Back to the Future movies is now in the past. <laughs> yes. It's a bit scary. <laughs> well, that's as far as they go. We always the had the future. We always yeah, had, right. I want my hoverboard, right. I want my flying cars. remember, they, they, did, they did go into the future from the year 1985. 30 so years. 30 years into yeah. the future. This film was made, it was released in 1989. The original was in 85. So the writers of the film who have come up with what they thought 2015 was going to be like came up with these ideas 28 years ago, which I think they did pretty well. And, oh. and you got to remember, they weren't cre- they weren't futurists. They were just writers who thought, I wonder if this this will work. Well, and let's you know, try this. So there's no time machine. But, you Isn't know, 
Oh, isn't that, isn't uh, that? Oh, right. Okay. Well, not that I can disclose. Spoil the movie for not, me, would I? Yeah? Not that I can disclose. <laughs> but the, you know, look at Marty's house. I think that's the best. Let's start there. Marty's house in 2015. Um, it's got a flat screen TV. Yes, it has. It's doing teleconferencing. You know, Skype, Skype via Skype TV. Calls, yep, yep. Um, they've got uh, they've got wearables. The, the, the Doc's kids got wearing, a watch. Doc's got a watch. The kids have they've got, got the like video Google glasses. glasses. Yeah. Um, they've got you know biometrics at the front door. They do. It's Finger a smart home reader. in it many is. ways. Although, Voice recognition in the TV. They don't have though. What we don't have, and this would be great. The Black and Decker. Hydration, hydration machine. Yeah. yeah. Hydrate level four, please. You know, and you can't, pizza comes out. You can't hydrate Texas That's ribs, though, mate. <laughs> hey? Shout no, out no. to the good people at Texas. Oh, taste of Barbecue Texas. ribs. Yeah, taste, taste, of te- taste of Texas at Waitara. Oh, yeah. For feeding. Well, they didn't really feed us. We just we just ordered takeout there. But, geez, yeah. it was good. Um, awesome. But, um, you know, oh, you're right. They didn't get everything. They didn't, they didn't really get much. But yeah. little things like um, like the 3D movies, you 3D know, the shark shows. comes yes, out. Uh, yes. But now it's not hologramic holograms, oh, but yeah. it's 3D. Absolutely. The Cubs are in the World Series. Well, that is, I reckon that's, that's the coolest the most thing. impressive thing. They're, Forget they're everything playing, else. They're playing the New York Mets. Imagine if they were playing Miami. Oh, my God. Well, Miami actually are in the league now yeah. because back back when they, were, they made the movie, Miami never had a team. So they so got two. They, they got that right. But also the Cubbies are playing the Mets in, in the their divisional championships to make the World to make Series. The World Series. They've, they haven't won a World Series for 107 years. So that's why it was a bit of a joke in the movie that, you know, there's long-suffering <laughs> yeah. Cubby supporters. It would have been like doing a movie a couple of years ago about South winning a grand final. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we know what happened there. But another thing I like too is you recall in the movie when – when the guy's saying, oh, I wish I had to put $100 of, you know, on the Cubbies, 100 to one shot, and he gets the idea then that when he sees the sports almanac yeah. in the store, yep. what they got right in that instance was retro gadgets becoming True. valuable. Like Old there's, screen TVs. There's an original Mac, there's original Mac in the window there. I'll put it on my, on my site there. And, and it's, it's worth a ton of money. Like just like if you got an original Game Boy, or original iPod, or even that original Mac, yeah, that's worth big money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing uh, when they were out on the road as well, um, the doc. I think we mentioned that you had the smart watch on. Remember when they arrive in the future and it's raining, mm. and and he doc's about to get out of the car. He goes, "Money he goes, it's pouring rain." And then doc looks at his watch. He goes, "Wait, ten more seconds." And then, then the rain stops. So he's looking at his smart watch, knowing mm. that the weather's mm. going to change. So that, that's pretty clearly there as well. Still had a fax machine though. They did. George That's got a George, uh, or Marty. It's a Marty, you're, isn't Marty it? Got Marty the, got fired, fired yeah. by a fax machine. You're fired. So that was not brilliant in terms <laughs> of future thinking. <laughs> well, yeah, well, let's look at the obvious ones too. Then no flying car. <laughs> yeah. Hello, I still need where we're going. We don't need roads. Was and, the quote. We do need roads. It's most evident when they get into 1985 for the first time because they they emerge in you know the the skyway you know thousands of feet in the air. In and 2015, it's, you mean? Yeah. But bumping yeah. b- bumping into cars. So it's like that's it's not even flying above roads. It's just. Crazy, right? Yeah. So, completely wrong there. But hoverboard, yeah. And technically, no. Please don't email me about the Tony Hawk thing or the Lexus thing or anything because it's all crap. Now, the none Le- of it's real. The Lexus thing is it's a possible. It's possible with a magnetic track and a if, track. if everything's in the right Show place. Show me a skateboarder running can, on a track. <laughs> it can float above a magnetic field. Great. But congratulations. Essentially, the hoverboard is. I saw a dude on Sky News tonight who was. Who, <laughs> It's embarrassing. Dave Lipson, he's a lovely bloke. But he's wearing buddy um um young Marty McFly's in, in, in twenty fifteen. Kaleidoscope hat, the, yeah, yes. the colourful hat. And, and he's yeah. standing there with a bloke from ANU who's got a looks like a Bunnings <laughs> buddy bit of wood with a lawn chair on it and two leaf blowers. It's a it's a what are they called? Those hovercraft. It's you know like on on the water of the crossing the English Channel. Yeah, it's not it's not a drone. It's not floating. Yeah, but he's sitting on it. It's, it's not flying. floating. It's yeah. just a bloody hovercraft. Crying yeah, out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, look. 
I, I think it's a massive bit of fun, and I've quite enjoyed the the, the memes today. Um, it's been it's been a really good fun reflection. The uh, one of the other p- products that was it's kind of they've already produced it, but not all the way. Were, mm. uh, the Nike shoes. Remember oh, he gets yeah, the shoes. Yeah. A few years ago, they produced like a replica copy for charity. Mm. But what the movie did, you know how it's got the power laces. Yeah. What it basically did to, to Nike, it, it gave them a challenge. Back mm. in 89 when the movie came out, it gave them till 2015 to come up with power laces. Yeah. Someone pressed them on it this week and said, 2015 ain't over yet. So they are working on power laces to be released before the end of 2015. It won't be a I'll fully believe it when commercial. I see it, yeah. but... Fully it, commercial it, product, but, but not how, a gimmick. But how many products have you seen where someone's thought of this, wouldn't it be good if you could do that, and then yeah. someone's actually worked and made it real? Yeah. And this is that, that's an instance here where quite happy the with Nike slip-ons. power laces, yeah. It's coming. It's Velcro. <laughs> Just run with that. All right. Uh, Stephen's done a wonderful little uh, little article at techguide.com.au on all the uh, the goods and bads, the things they got right, the things they got wrong on Back to the Future 2. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. All right. We've spent time talking about one movie already, but now let's talk about the oh, movie that really matters. Hello. Oh, hang on. Hang on. I know what it is. <laughs> I couldn't think of another movie. Damn. Oh, come on. Is it Star Wars? It's Star Wars. What's, what's this one called? Episode 12? It was episode 7, oh, The Force you Awakens. You see Stephen. He's just going ready. Thank yeah. God. Now, well, this is uh, uh, this was the first official trailer. They are, uh, yeah. <laughs> that is wasted on you, that, that replica lightsaber. But what, what was launched yesterday? We've seen a couple of teaser trailers. This was the official trailer, two and a half minute trailer that kind of concentrated on mainly the new characters. I'm going to call it right now a very impressive trailer. It was a brilliant trailer. Like it was action packed. It yep. was quite, it didn't, didn't give away too much. But it made it. It felt because I've just freshly watched, you know, the the first three, four, five, and six. It it did feel like uh, for me the uh, next movie. Yes, the follow on. It did. Well, and that's and that's got to be the intent, very, right? They're absolutely. They're very clever how they've done it because they've they've catered it for for the diehards like myself who thought you know we'll, think, well, we'll go watch it anyway. But the other the other part of the trailer I like was that it's brought these new characters in, kind of like the new people that are coming into the franchise mm. as well. And it's it's joined the old with the new. So the, and, the and, and you know the evidence of that. The evidence of that is, I don't care that Luke's not there. But everyone, the diehards, are going. Where's oh, yeah, Luke? Yeah. What's going on? That's a, that is a that's a big controversy. He has he has his face has not been seen in the trailer <laughs> now, or in the poster. Now, Stephen, stay seated. Don't bash me. <laughs> when when the first person I saw on Twitter said, "Where's Luke?" I said, "Isn't he driving that little spacecraft thing?" <laughs> I, I just didn't even know it wasn't him. Some other dude. Oh, I don't know. Some yeah. other character. No. But see, that's the thing you've got to remember, and it's critical, and I think you get it, but a lot of people don't. This is not a movie for the diehards. This is a movie for the diehards and millions of new watchers who don't know the ins and outs of it, you know? And so it was a good trailer, in my view. Absolutely. I don't know why this is on Two Bikes Talking Tech. But what... (laughs) I think it was at my... Oh, hang on, YouTube. my urging. YouTube, (laughs) 8 million hits in one day. There you go. Yeah, that's pretty good. But uh, (laughs) what what I like is that it, it, it... it didn't give away the story. The story's been such a closely guarded secret. There's, there are no spoilers out there. What it's done, though, is it's it's asked some other questions. It's, it's sort of made you curious to find out about these other things, like yeah. the uh, why we haven't seen Luke Skywalker and, and who's this mysterious character vowing to continue Darth Vader's work and mm. all this sort of stuff. So 
it's it's got something for everyone. The diehards are just weeping with joy at seeing it. Weeping you know, with I joy. went through a box of Kleenex yesterday with tears through <laughs> tears of joy. <laughs> not that not what for not what you're thinking, Trevor. Tears of joy we're talking about. <laughs> I just realized what that sounded like, but there were no lightsabers involved. <laughs> But anyway, let's get back on the serious topic here of Star Wars. And this December is our, December 18 here in Australia. Oh, right, okay. And already in four hours, a million dollars worth of tickets were sold. So what this are you is going to be a blockbuster. What are you getting you for your birthday? Yeah, is that your 14th. birthday? No, oh, 14th, 14th of December. I'm Well, I was hoping to cop that lightsaber for Christmas <laughs> just myself. But anyway, <laughs> we'll see how we go. <laughs> But uh, I think that this is uh, it, this is going to be this is going to be the biggest. This will movie be of all, all box yeah. office records. Avatar, see you later. Goodbye. This is going to be it. This How much buy? Give me a prediction. I don't know what Avatar is, but well, let's on a percentage basis. If Avatar's one hundred percent, what will this go? One hundred twenty. This will go. Oh, maybe not as high. I reckon one hundred and ten, one hundred and fifteen percent. It'll go. Mm. I think Avatar made like two billion dollars at the box office. This might make three or you know two it, and a half plus the fifteen billion it'll make in oh merchandising. merchandising. They've already said it's going to make seven billion dollars in twelve months. Wonder why Disney just, bought it. Just merchandising. Yeah, exactly right. So mm. it's going to be really interesting. JJ Abrams is the director who have you done all, a uh, frame by frame breakdown at techguide.com? Oh, I have actually. Oh, not a frame by frame, but sort of just sort of the threads of the storyline in the in the mm. trailer. I've sort of asked the question. This must might. Sorry, mean that. I've been a bit busy. Haven't looked. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure it's well, great. well, one little th- one little. T- bit I want to give away, okay? In the trailer, yep. the uh, character, the let's call him the dark-skinned character. Carrie okay? Sober. Finn. <laughs> Carrie Fisher. Finn, who's holding the blue lightsaber <laughs> as he confronts Kylo Ren, who's got the cross-hilt lightsaber. Mm. That blue lightsaber, if you believe the rumours, mm. is the actual, is Luke Skywalker's lightsaber that he lost when his hand was cut off by Darth Vader in Empire Strikes Back. That is the same lightsaber that he finds. That somehow he is in his possession and he wants to get it back to Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Wake up, Trevor. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. I'm not asleep. I'm overwhelmed by the detail and the dedication. I'm, I'm impressed. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's awesome. And for the record, <clears throat> it was only half a box of Kleenex. It was, for, <laughs> it was for the tears of joy as well. So. Stop it. <laughs> uh, frame by frame. Techguide.com.au. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Is it me? Oh, it is. Hi. It is you. Welcome. <laughs> I'm just still getting over the previous segment. Um, now, this is an interesting one, and it's one of, again, one of those great questions. Why is my battery draining on my smartphone? Why is this happening when I'm not doing much? And for me, I've had a realisation there's a lot more going on with Facebook than, than I originally thought was going on in terms of background updates. But you've got some details on techguide.com.au from AVG who've looked at actually what's what's draining our battery uh, across you know a, a study of, of, of individuals. That's right, yeah. The AVG, and we should point out, this is Android App Performance Report, okay, right. not iPhone. This is Android App Performance. And they've found in there, this is a quarterly report, that there is a new title holder for the most draining app on your smartphone. Previously, it was Facebook, yep. closely followed by Spotify. The new winner is... Snapchat. Ah. Reason being is because... I blame Matthew Wu. <laughs> the reason being is because of its simultaneous use. You think of what it does. It uses your camera, uses your Wi-Fi, mobile data, GPS functionality all at once. Yeah. 
it's a little cocktail that actually drains the battery pretty seriously. So a lot of people, and you hear it, I hear it. Oh my 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 battery my battery's running down really fast. What's it's a happening? Snapchatting. What's happening to me? Uh, well, you know what? It's how you're using your device, uh, we should say, because uh, Snapchat is the worst offender. There are others that, that do. There, there are two types of, of apps that, that really drain. There's some that what they call run at startup. So when, when they're running in the background, they're, they're using data yeah. and draining your battery. Things like Facebook, Google Play services, Instagram, Messenger, those sort of things. But the ones that are run deliberately by the user – the worst offender in this case is Snapchat. So it's mm. a deliberate, you're deliberately doing this. It's not doing anything in the yeah. background. It is you, and you are taking a Snapchat photo of us at the, at the same time. What are you doing there? There is, <laughs> it's, uh, it's all, so Snapchat is the worst in terms of it draining your battery. Yep. There are others that are pretty bad at draining your data as well because we've got limited data that we use. So there are some, and I'll repeat, these are Android apps only. I think Samsung, they've got a little uh, a, a, a service on their phone that delivers periodic updates to their devices. Mm. That was pointed out as one of the worst offenders in terms of draining data from, from your device as well. You made it the, the most important point about a minute ago. It's it's up to you. <laughs> if, exactly. People people that say to me my battery's really bad, I say mine's not. And you know why? Because I don't use it like you do. Now I went I had the Sony Xperia Z5 the other day. It's good, but not great. It's probably one of the best on battery. But here's what happened to me. I had to take a car back to Caring Bar. I left work at 4:45. Uh, I had 30% battery. No, no, 28 and I charged it an extra 3% on the way down there. So I left Caring Bar at 5:30. With 31% battery, zero by 7.50 that night. Because, mate, I was on a train. Mm-hmm. All I was doing was refreshing Twitter, Facebook, just, just on the yeah. phone. That's so you what drains you your battery. You didn't bring a book to read for the trip? I've never read a book, Stephen. <laughs> we should point out, too, on iOS on iOS 9, mm. there is now a setting where you can actually check. There is a percentage That's listing right. of your of the what's draining your battery. And I'm looking and at Android, my phone. Android has a similarly brilliant yeah. feature. But people aren't checking it. And that's mm. the thing. If you're going to whinge and moan about your battery, check the statistics first. Yeah. Like that's what's critical. On iOS 9, you can check the last 24 hours, what's used up your battery most, and the last seven days as well. So yeah. you can, uh, if you are running out of battery uh, before midday, maybe it's the 15,000 Snapchat pictures you shared or viewed or videos you viewed before lunchtime that mm. is doing that. So that's all it is. It's in your hands, people. Check it out. And uh, Stephen's got the data from AVG at techguide.com.au. Well, we went along to a lovely Alcatel One Touch. Wonderful. What about the lunch view? the other day? It was terrific at Iceberg. Scenery was amazing. It was. Uh, it was Beach a nice wasn't little, bad either. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was for the the occasion though was to introduce a couple of new Alcatel One Touch devices. Well, one not so new. One that's just uh, finally been given a retail partner. The first, though, we'll mention is the new one, which is the Quattro 4G. Now, Alcatel One Touch is the type of carrier, the type of manufacturer who tries to give you bang for your buck. So, it gives you plenty of features at a very affordable price. In the case of the Quattro 4G, we're talking 4.5 inch screen, 5 megapixel camera, quad core processor, micro SD card slot, a lot of the features you'll find on the top shelf phones. This is a 4G device running Android 4.4.2, but the price, and this is uh, running on, on Telstra 4G through the Boost Network, Boost Network, it's $99. Yeah. 
less than a hundred bucks. And here's the thing that I took away from that from that lunch conversation, where Sam and, and Nick from uh, from Alcatel, you know, it was just a little update, it was just where they're at and what they're doing. But Sam made the point of saying that they they control everything. They have a factory where they design, construct, put together everything. The whole phone is built by them. They know the quality of the device. Um, now it's you know it's not the best Android phone on the market, but man, for dollar value per yeah. you know per whatever well, you want to measure, that's why it's cheap because they control it. There's that's no the one; point. they're not paying anyone else to make it. And it's all done in house. That's a problem for them, right? They're actually able to make it cheap, so it looks cheap because of the price, but it's not as cheap yeah. as it looks. Well, I think the best Full example best example of that is the Idol Three, which has got a five point five yeah. inch screen. I've reviewed it. I reviewed it on Tech Guide like six months ago. Yeah, and at the time. Uh, they hadn't they hadn't placed it in the market yet, so I sort of reviewed it on good faith, thinking, yeah, this will be out soon. And I I have not had more inquiries about a smartphone than that one through mm. Tech Guide. I'm serious. No, less people have asked about Samsung's new phones than the Idol Three. Mm. Idol Three, five point five inch screen. Uh, it, it's 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 the phone that you, no matter what way you turn it, the screen adjusts. So there's no but, such thing as upside down. But here's down. the thing: um, there's other phones that do that, but it's not just the screen. So even when, when it's upside down, the speakers, the microphone, when you're actually on the phone. If you pick up the phone and hold it upside down on a phone call, it's it's right. The speaker at the top, the microphone at the bottom. Yeah. That's critical because the other phones will now turn the screen up around, but that's a really good feature of the yeah, phone. It's the dual front-facing JBL speakers. It's a 13-megapixel camera too, pretty good. 8-megapixel front camera. And I've reviewed it. I'll put a link on my Alcatel story to my original Tech Guide review. Good SEO. 379 bucks. Available next month Dodo. through Dodo. So through their kiosks, through uh, their online, uh, on their websites as well. Uh, this finally, for everyone who's been asking me, yes, you can buy it now through Dodo. Get out 379 there. bucks. Check it out, techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Now, um, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. If you could just um, get on Twitter and get in touch and send us your email addresses, we need to send you an invoice because this week, my goodness me, the added value is outstanding, isn't it? Um, so if you could just give us your ABNs and details, we'll send you an invoice. Um, but thanks thanks for sticking with us. If, if, you're, if you're normally a 35, 40-minute drive to work and, and you're sitting in the car at the car park at work, appreciate you sticking around. Just two things to go, and that is the all-important minute reviews from Stephen Fennick. And, man, this first product, oh, I was impressed with last year's model. This is better. Yeah, this is the Samsung Galaxy Tab S2. This is the world's thinnest tablet. It is just 5.6 millimeters thick. It's also very light, which you'll be glad to know. 272 grams. How long okay. are we going to hang on to that abuse? Featherweight, featherweight People, tablet. I should be calling some sort of <laughs> human rights commission or something. Well, what the stunning part though. about this, apart from it being really thin and light, and, and you really can't appreciate it till you get it in your hand, the Super AMOLED display is dazzling. It's it very, very impressive. You've got a quad-core processor. You've got all the bells and whistles. It's, it's so thin, though. This is what I was really surprising, that they've still got room to put a SIM card slot yeah. and a micro, micro SD, SD card slot in there, even though it's so thin, so light. I think the edges, too, are, are slightly indented It has on a the bit more there. of a Note 4-style um, quality to it. Um, it's a much better quality feel. It's a smaller device than, than last year's. Yeah. It, is, it is a great tablet. Here's what I don't like. Battery not as good as the iPad. You know the iPad the Air. Yeah, you know, they go for they go for days. This this is good, not great. That's yep. one downside. Of course, the reason being, I think, being so thin, it's obviously the battery's, the battery's thinner, yeah. battery's lighter. 
doesn't quite get through as much power, get as much time using it as the iPad. That's probably the only downside of this device. Mm. The uh, Tab S2 and the pricing, I don't really know off the top of my head. It's uh, I think they started, I think it's 499 for the 8-inch and 599 for the 9.7-inch, although I will check that during while you're playing the sting between these and look, between I, the just, segments. Just, uh, Stephen Helsley has a wonderful review at techguide.com.au. I, I did a review of, or side-by-side really, of the iPad Air 2, the Samsung Galaxy Tab S2, Two and the Sony Xperia Z4 tab, is that what it's called? Um, and my, my only outcome from that was that the Sony wins because waterproof. It's just such a great feature. Yeah, the Xperia. Um, and frankly, the, the Z4 battery. Tablet. Z4 tablet. Yep. And the battery is sensational on that too. But that doesn't take away from the fact this is a great device. Price-wise, yeah. though, I don't Four, know. It is 499 for the 8-inch eight inch. and 599 for the 9.7. Yeah, so one, one other thing more competitive too, than iPad. One other thing, too, is that you've got to remember they've got a tab, uh, they've got a tab A as well, hmm. and that's got the S Pen. Now, wouldn't it be good if this had that as well? But it's just so thin, you wouldn't be able to fit the S Pen in. So I I'm think- just going to say to you, and listen, I'm, I'm opening this up to the audience on Twitter, at Trevor Long, at Stephen Fennick with a PH, Ziggy Zaggy the hashtag. Do you give a flying fig <laughs> about the S Pen or any other pen No, but you think about it, pen, though, the, utensil. the advantage of having on, on such a I've never crisp used display. I have. No, you write with it and make notes and stuff like that. But you think of the, the – you're not the user that, that is aimed at in terms of the S Pen, right? Imagine if you're a designer or a graphic artist or yeah, someone who I see can, them all the time sitting draw, there in Newtown just drawing but, stuff on but tablets. Imagine, imagine if you can draw so precisely on this. Mm. Like the iPad Pro is coming out with the Apple Pencil. And that is a, sorry, I still laugh at that. Well, but it, but it, it is going to give people a high res view using a pen. Yeah, this would be. I reckon even if they sold the S Pen as an accessory to this, because you can't fit it in there; it's no. too thin to fit it. So I think having the Tab A, which is let's face it, the entry level tablet, yep. has the pen. That functionality would have been nice on this too. Or oh, my advice: uh, read the review techguide.com.au. And if you're a DJI Phantom um, Three user, great tablet for the uh, for the Phantom controller. <laughs> Two blokes talking tech. Now, these ones are good. Jump drives. Lexar. We, we've heard about a lot of other smart memory or memory uh, manufacturers, and Lexar's up there with them. They've released two USB 3 jump drives. Now, what the jump drives are, they offer two forms of connectivity. So it's got your normal USB 3 uh, plug, so that that connector that can goes into your computer. But there are two others. One is to work with the, uh, with the iPhone or the iPad, so it's got a lightning plug. But they've also released one with the USB-C plug as well. So it'll ah, work with a MacBook. Yes. It'll work with the new Nexus smartphones, which are going to have the USB-C. And I think moving forward, you're going to see a lot more Android devices with USB-C connectivity, the, the ports. And, of course, the MacBook and a lot of the new Ultrabooks now have that as well. So great way to share your content, drag it off your computer, and another way then you can connect it to your mobile devices, whether you're using an iPhone or an Android device. Very easy way to to either share your content or have your content with you without it taking up room on your phone. A lot of people, they may not be able to afford the the top-of-the-line 128-gig version of the iPhone, for example. They can store all of their their on the uh, the 64-gig, for example, the uh, latest. USB 3.0. There's uh, various pricing as well. The uh, USB-C starts at $31 and goes all the way up to $64, but the uh, the iPhone and iPad version starts at $72 for 16 gig, goes all the way up to $165 for 64 gig. Check it out, techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. We've set a world record. It's a world record. Is, this the, is this the longest one we've I done? I don't know. I'll have to check. 
I'll go to the. I'll I don't go, think so. I'll go to the files. You I don't think, think so? so no. You're calling it right I'm there. I'm calling. It. I don't think so. Normal edition, we've not done, CS. We've or done something. longer. We've done longer. Normal edition. Yeah. It's not yeah. special editions. I think this is not 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 the it's longest. It's the top ten percent. It's not the shortest, but not the longest. Okay, fair enough. We'll get back to your Kleenex later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can get in touch with us on Twitter at Stephen Fenning at Trevor Long. Of course, uh, read uh, everything Stephen has to uh, communicate with you about at TechGuy.com.au. Marjorie brings at EFTM.com.au. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you to Dropbox and Netgear. We'll be back again next week for Stephen. What episode number? It's episode two hundred and thirty. But it is uh, what I'm going to be calling the Chinese dentist episode. We'll leave that with you. Uh, You can work it out. We'll be back next week.